We need a new intro. Welcome, anyone and everyone listening out there. I'm Shaw. I'm Gibbs. She's trying to grow up. He's really not. And this is I Need a Date for the Wedding. Who's going to catch the bouquet? Who's going to catch the STI? You didn't ask, but you'll find out all that and more. Don't be shy. Because we're really not. You probably shouldn't be listening to this at work. I've never used a condom because I don't have a penis, but... (laughs) I thought that was going somewhere else. Oh, (laughs) no. I'm not a slut. (laughs) You know what's interesting? That just struck me pretty recently. Did it just Um, strike you? After we had finished our episode about love languages, it occurred to me that gift giving is one of my love languages because for... Not just my partners, but also my platonic friends. I tend to just give them sex toys as gifts. I'm actually surprised I've never given you one. You know me well enough. To not do that? Yes, I do. I would blow up your uh, fucking house. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. This is me, Gibbs. I'm Shaw. That's Gibbs. Hello. <laughs> and this is season two, episode five of our podcast i need a date for the wedding i forgot the name of it i forgot there's some words i get confused in there (laughs) we can't forget to thank olivia k and the parkers for our theme music we would never forget that i don't know if they have lawyers but i'd rather not find out i'll be our (laughs) lawyer if needed so uh what are we doing i didn't actually read the text that you sent me I figured. I just said, okay, good. Because <laughs> you yeah. had a plan. I saw, you said you had a plan. So then I said, okay, good. I didn't read the rest of it. Yeah. I had the bare bones of a plan. I was Yeah, which is more than more than usual. Uh, Let's see here. I know when you see, let's see here. It's just going to be, it's going to fucking aggravate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to be some bullshit. <laughs> And honestly, I just say stuff and immediately change those plans. Yeah, it's all up to your flights of fancy. (laughs) Can I ask you, have you ever tried out Hinge and Bumble? Have you tried those out? I have to because we are banned from Tinder. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Which doesn't affect me in the least, so I don't give a shit, but... Back in the early days of this show, I had this brilliant idea. (laughs) Half of what we talk about in this show is relationships. Yeah. So I was like, let's advertise this on a dating app. I just told Gibbs to resurrect her old Tinder profile. And I was like, put this as as a link in your Tinder, which apparently you cannot do. Apparently, because we're both banned now. Because you had it on your phone. But it was my account. I get more matches on Hinge than anything else. Hinge is the place where I meet the most non-racist, non-black women. You love a mediocre white woman. The most non-black women who are interested in dating a black man I meet on Hinge. Yeah, but like in a casual way or in a fetish way. There's a difference. I feel like that's your PTSD talking. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just like, this person's interested in dating me. They think they, they think of me as a fetish. <laughs> Yo, if you're me and you are into things that are sometimes considered dirty and you go into a comic book store, I feel like you would have the same. 
type of reticence. I feel like there's a very intense story behind what you just said. <laughs> extremely specific thing to say. No, I'm just speaking generally, you know, like just like generally. Sure. So you have been suspiciously quiet on the situation with who who we have designated you know who care to <laughs> care to update for our new listeners oh yeah um, give us the tea baby that's what the kids are saying so going back to the genesis of this show and then there was light it gives us half her wedding had been postponed because of covid so she lost her literal date and time for her wedding. And as for me, I, uh, a relationship I was in ended. <laughs> uh, see how carefully I worded that? <laughs> so I had lost my date as in companion for Gibbs's wedding. Uh, yeah, I didn't talk about her at all. It's, it's unlike you. You usually like to just say the things. You know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about it. Want some update? I finally got some sense of closure. After I moved to the city, we were actually we actually lived closer to each other. We reconnected and we briefly explored getting back together. Interesting. But the the spark wasn't there anymore, man. It just wasn't. Cause she fucking. Yeah. Can't actually say that on there. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'll tell you the exact moment when i realized that the spark was no longer there we hang out for the first time in like a year and a half and the vibes just weren't the vibes just weren't right man it just was it was right. it from you or from her or both here's the issue <laughs> i have been very very careful throughout the course of this show to not say anything to make it sound like i am bashing her however it is difficult to speak honestly about what happened without it sounding like I'm bashing her. So I will preface everything I'm going to say in this episode with saying that this is not me bashing her. This is not me bashing her. <laughs> this is just literally what happened. It just is what it is. So we're at a bar and I'm standing up at the bar. Well, we're both standing up and she's like, oh, your shoelace is untied. So she uh, says that, and then she mm, kneels down and ties my shoe, and then stands up in my personal space, close enough that if I were so inclined, I could have leaned down and kissed her, which I think is what she thought. Like, in the movie, in her head, that's what was about to happen. It, but it was, like, actually some really uncomfortable Harry Potter and Ginny situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where everybody yeah. is like, why did she do that? Why did he let yeah. that happen? What What is going on? <laughs> when I watched that movie, that scene didn't strike me as weird, so I didn't understand what It's so was weird. How did you... That was that your immediate <laughs> thought was like, what the fuck? That scene did not strike me as weird until I lived it. And I was like, oh, that's what everybody was... <laughs> that's why everybody was saying this is awkward, because it is. <laughs> this is so just shocking to me because you as like a person who's uncomfortable in most situations in their life. I'm I'm uncomfortable and awkward in most human interactions. So I just chalked it up to that. I was like, this is this is just as bizarre as any like other random human interaction. It didn't strike me as like being out of the ordinary until I lived it. And I was like, oh yeah. This is worse than others. Yes. Yeah, 
It's like, yeah, this is actually kind of awkward. No, this is there's not about to be some fairy tale. No good. Thumbs down. Yeah. We didn't um rekindle. Yeah, we didn't rekindle things. Um, but we did stay in contact. We stayed cordial. So here's the thing. I am aware that the relationship ended because she found someone else. But is that what what did she tell you? <laughs> Please tell so, me now. Please tell me now. So I ask, you know, as we're reconnecting, why did things not work out? Right? Because we actually we never had that conversation. Uh things just ended. And even though I know why things ended, we never had that conversation. So I'm giving in my head, I'm giving her an opportunity to just clear the air here. Mm-hmm. And that is not what happened. <laughs> I'm expecting her to to just say what what happened, what I know happened, which is, <laughs> you know, I just found someone else. I thought this was a, a better move for me. I thought we were more compatible and things didn't work out there. That is not what she said. Mm, what did she say then? Please tell me now. <laughs> now. So she had the audacity to start off her response with, honestly, Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but She's, <laughs> she's like, honestly, Gibbs. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, she says, she says to me, mm-hmm. I was talking with her one day, and she was like, Shaw's seeing someone else, and he's really happy with her. And so when I heard that, I just figured you were done with me, so I just moved on. And mm-hmm. here's the thing. She did not know that we were still actually friends and we're talking to each other. Which is a wild assumption to make. So she said that thinking I would never, like, not knowing that I s- still spoke to you regularly. <laughs> regularly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, in fact, I'm pretty sure I texted you that night and said, it was like, hey, yeah. guess who I'm hanging out with? I'm pretty sure I did text you that I think night. you absolutely did. I did tell you about that, but I didn't have to to know that that was patently false. Yeah. There. Okay. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, how can I diplomatically say that that was not true? You don't have to diplomatically say anything. I fucking will. (laughs) Fair enough. That's yep. (laughs) I know Gibbs not say that for a couple of reasons. One, that does not sound like her. That is not how she speaks. If if you listeners have heard me, you know that's not how I fucking speak. Yeah. Two, Gibbs does not speak to you. Mm. Three, she does not speak to you because she does not like you. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't work out, man. Did not work out. Can I just tell yes. you something real quick? I found this, yes. which came in one of my boxes that I bought when I was drunk from Bath and Body Works. It's like a... Uh, a, a lip thing and I put it on my hand and I Slip smelled off. it and it smelled really good so that I licked it um, to see if it also tasted good and it tastes fucking disgusting yes that's lip gloss it's not something as edible <laughs> okay well like it smells very good so you can see why I was deceived you yeah, know I have sure. a master's degree <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry continue uh, so, all this talk about you-know-who and how things ended actually reminded me of something. Uh, back in season one, 
you said that your current fiance, the current fiance, not that you've had more than one. Yep, yep. <laughs> Back there in season one, you mentioned that your fiance had broken up with you before. I think it's time for us to have a discussion about breakups. What better place to start than your breakup with your fiance? Yeah, honestly, he broke up with me twice. <laughs> and I said, no, no, this is on my terms. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start chronologically. I mean, it'd be fucking weird if I started with the second one. But he did it over text. Do you still have the text saved? I put it in one of our scrapbooks that I make for him every year. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder that you fucking tried to lose this. <laughs> idiot uh, so yeah he, oh, he uh he did he tried fucking break up with me it just happened and then i kind of let it go and he was like let's still be friends so i just said whatever you know and i was upset and then uh we got back together pretty i don't know by the end of the weekend or something and then the second time so maybe a month after the first time he tried to break up with me. Uh, so still pretty early in the relationship. Yeah, he, bro- he broke up with me again. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I was super upset about it. And then I don't know why, but we would frequently meet up at Best Buy. We meet up at this fucking Best Buy after he breaks up with me over text for the second time in a month. And then... And then I'm like, this is probably fucking stupid. And then I told them that I loved him. Did you cry either of those times? Second time I did. First time I didn't. Yeah. I'm big on crying, though. Love it. I don't think you've ever seen me cry. But I cry relatively often. I make myself cry thinking about sad things that I write. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so beautiful. (laughs) I make myself cry. (laughs) You're such a fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all been happily ever after since then. I mean, it's been ever after, so. Before we go any further, I assume you have no intentions of breaking up with this gentleman. You see yourself with him forever, so on and so forth. Yeah, pretty much. Good, cool. Before we continue any discussion about breakups, don't want anyone out there to get any ideas that Gibbs is available. Uh, She is not. (laughs) And I would never want to be with someone that listened to the show. So when you break up with people, how do you usually go about it? Do you do it in person? Is it over text? Phone call? Oh, it's text. All right. So give me some of your common reasons for breaking up with people. Um, so one was because he's tried to fucking get ballsy and try and tell me what to do. I said, no, nobody. You do not wear the pants. So you're going to fucking try to tell me who I can and cannot talk to? No. Like, if you're that type of guy, there are women out there for you in the world. Why would you choose someone who is clearly not that person? Clearly not. I'm like, I'll (laughs) fucking eat you alive. (laughs) Other breakups include... One, I was just fucking done because it was too much drama. Another, he was, like, addicted to heroin. So I feel like that's enough of a reason. (laughs) So I don't know. Probably not the same. I usually get broken up with for the exact same reason. Heroin? No. The people who are really into me are into me because I am... I'm a little different. I'm a little kooky. Uh, yeah. Unique. 
And, okay. and not only am I that, I encourage that in people. And I have met a lot of people who admire that kind of freedom and, and individuality and uniqueness and stuff. Cool. But that live life on the edge way of living is not particularly stable. Someone might- Yeah, you're not stable. Exactly. The exact same thing that you find attractive in me is going to be the same thing that ends up breaking us up, which is I can be wild and unpredictable and a little unstable. Cool. Mentally unstable, yeah. And and that might be attractive initially. You might date this person. Everything might be going great. But when you really start to make the kind of calculus about whether or not you can settle down with this person, people usually come to the conclusion that they can't settle down with me. Every time I've been broken up with, it's been because they are leaving me for a much more stable person. Everyone likes the idea of a manic pixie dream girl until they have to deal with it. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Until they got to deal with it. And then it's like, you know what? Let's go back to this super square, normal, regular guy who might not be as exciting and different and edgy and stuff, but hey, he has a 401k. So, and he will respond to my texts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I found my ex on Facebook. Which one? The the heroin one? No, I hope he's dead. And to be fair, I didn't break up with him because he's a heroin addict. I broke up with him because he stole my money because he's a heroin addict. But <laughs> uh-huh. I remember ages ago, you showed me this fucking male model you dated. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. He's the one who got you onto a TV show. <laughs> oh, this is not him. This is not him. They're different people. The guy that got me on the TV show was the pedophile. Backstory on Gibbs. So very, very early on in our friendship, you revealed to me and some of our coworkers. Probably because I was drunk. Yes, you were drunk. (laughs) Gibbs revealed to to me and some of our coworkers (laughs) that she had had a guest spot. I was an extra. You can't say guest spot. Guest spot is something completely (laughs) different. All right. She was an extra. On a show. Should we say the show's name? No. No. Highly received show. Gets recommended all the time for people to watch, so on and so forth. Uh, She was an extra on this show. And that she was a stripper. It was me and a bunch of dudes that she had told that to. And we were like, wait, what? I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. I don't know why I thought (laughs) that was a good idea. We were like, wait, what? (laughs) Did you say you were nude in the show? She told us that, and we're all like, well, we're going to binge watch this show (laughs) just so we can find the one fucking split second that you were in it, and then screenshot it and send it to everybody in the fucking... Fucking perverts. (laughs) Um, So I found some things. What did you find? Um, So there's an article by Cohen, and they talk about the divorce rates in the U.S. are lower for millennials compared to previous generations and kind of attributes this to the fact that we have a more we are more selective of our partners. Yeah. In, in terms of like um, uh, yeah. demographic and socioeconomic traits. Yeah. They also talk about how we tend to cohabitate usually before marriage. Yes. And enter marriage. Tend to fuck before marriage. Yeah. Yeah, right? And then enter marriage um, where 
it's more common that both partners are like kind of economically independent. Also, first of all, I did read that wrong. I said they were economically independent. This article is saying that they have higher levels of economic interdependence, which is exactly opposite of what I was saying. And yes, it is. Is weirder to me. Here's what I'm thinking about in hearing that part is I think about all the people who, all the millennials who start co, cohabitating. Nailed it. So I start thinking about all of the millennials who start living together as a result of needing a roommate. Yeah. Just needing a fucking roommate. Even people who break up, they, they'll still live together. Cause again, that's one of those things where pop culture teaches us that the breakup is supposed to be this big thing. You just grab your keys and storm out the door and never come back. But then you're like, oh, I, I can't afford to live on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't afford to live on my own. You can't afford to live on your own. I feel like we go into marriage knowing whether or not we, we are compatible. You have lived. How long have you lived with your partner? Uh, we've been together seven years and we have lived together for six so you, you two have lived together for six years. You own a house together. Not only have you lived together, you are very deeply financially intertwined with one another. Uh, so you know by now whether or not your living habits are compatible. You know whether or They're not, not. Your financial habits are compatible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you obviously didn't wait until marriage to fuck this guy. So no, as a good Catholic, compatible. I have not. <laughs> so you know that you're compatible and so i do think we have the advantage over previous generations in that and that we're much more practical there's another article that kind of like expounds on that too by tang in 2020 where they compare the u.s with the uk and other european countries they talk about how the u.s has one of the highest divorce rates in the world mm. Which Cohen mentions in their article that divorce is way more acceptable now than it ever has been. Mm. So in the Tang article, they talk about in the U.S., there's roughly 45% of all marriages expect to end in divorce. And while the rate has risen to 50% for people that are older, there's actually a decline for those between the ages of 25 to 39, so millennials. And they attribute it to millennials getting married later and living together first, or just not getting yeah. married at all. There is that. Can't get, <laughs> can't get divorced if you're not married. Also, in this Tang article, they say that one of the reasons that millennials are getting divorced less is because millennials are frequently the children of divorced parents. Uh, due to ah. the large number of boomers who went through divorce early on and they, that millennials fear of going through one themselves. But to me, I don't feel that way. First of all, my parents, their divorce just normalized it for me. I was like, oh, it's just a normal thing people do. And also most people get divorced. Uh -huh. So it just feels like a normal thing to do. But then also this article says, like the Cohen article, that they are more selective and they spend longer times in relationship before getting married. But then they talk about how that the population over the age of 50, the divorce rates have doubled. 
and that in the population, the U.S. population over 65 has tripled. Do any of these articles point to any specific reasons for divorces? Any kind of common? Oh, I'm sure uh, they do. That are cited. I've not looked at it though. I've really, I only looked. <laughs> <laughs> you, you told me just to. You were with me while I found this information. <laughs> this is all very. Uh, Spur of the moment, by the way, people. We we very very rarely have any real plans, and the plans we do make, we kind of jettison immediately. Or you uh, do, and then scramble. You know what? We don't have to assign blame. Just we do. That. We absolutely do. It's you, except when it's me. The then it's both we of do us. Make. Yeah, the plans that we do, the plans that are made, somehow or another, end up getting thrown into the wind. And we just improvise things on the spot. Oh, it does say reasons behind these types of divorces. Uh, For at least like the older generation, the first one is it's retirement, spending time together. (laughs) This goes back to your earlier point, millennials and, and I would imagine Zoomers coming up. Since we spend so much time living with our partners before we get married, we already know that. And we live through a pandemic. So you lived with your fucking in-laws during the whole pandemic. That must have been fun. Thank yeah, you for the reminder. Like, yeah, we didn't mention that. You weren't just living with the in-laws. You were living with them during quarantine. So other other just headlines of reasons for divorces, uh, better health and life expectancy rates. It's like, I'm going to get divorced at 60 if I'm supposed to live until 90. Like I, don't, I can't spend 30 years with this person. And I will throw in the, the additional wrinkle of... Uh, social media not only are they not only are they living longer they have more options as they yeah. get older number the number three reason ease of meeting people online <laughs> see and look at that i i came up with that without having done any research Just yeah bullshitting all this <laughs> you don't need a phd for this shit nope don't even need a bachelor's degree apparently <laughs> Oh, wish you could have told me that two hundred thousand dollars ago. But uh, <laughs> uh, number four, your removal of stigma surrounding divorce. Uh, number five, increased female labor force participation, and number six, repeated behavior of marital instability. I'm proud of old people. <laughs> I'm proud of older people who say, "Fuck it, they don't have to spend their entire lives miserable. They can just get divorced." That's that's man. And I appreciate that. I respect that. I respect that a lot of that. It used to be jarring to hear about that. Like, oh, these people were married for 25 years. These people were married for 30 years and they get that, get, they got divorced. But I respect that now. Like, go for it. Um, That's all I have for article things. Well, this has been a thrilling and enlightening conversation. Yep, as always. But. We are going to have to cut this short because I have to go get my phone fixed for the 50th time this year. Get a fucking screen protector, you stupid cunt. So this is the point where we tell our listeners to fuck off. But not until after we plug our website. We don't have a website. But we do have social media. Follow me at Shaman the Poet. And I'm definitely not Gibbs. Well, that's the end of the show. I go fuck off.